0: welcome back to the stories of freedom podcast um, we got Kayla here hey guys and our guest today is Joe Doherty hello <laughs> so um, yeah um, I think I just want to thank you guys for being patient uh, with us the last couple of weeks uh, you know last week we didn't there was a little miscommunication, um, <laughs> communication I you know and and whatnot so we weren't able to have Joe on last week and and I know Kayla's family was sick so yeah um, but everybody's feeling better.
1: Yeah. Everybody's good. It was going around. <laughs> I know Sandy's family was sick yep. and it was just, it's like, it takes turns. Yeah. <laughs> so like all the families.
0: Yep. All the families with kids, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> cause kids bring it all home. So, um, yeah, but I just thank you guys for being patient. I know we've, we've, we've been kind of hit or miss with uh, new episodes, with new stories every week. I'm trying to get something to you guys every week and, and whatnot. And I don't know how many of you guys listened to last week's, uh, what I ended up putting up there. But basically, for those, for those of you that didn't hear it, it was uh, there's a website that I found called peacewithgod.net, and it's basically an online witnessing track. And it's put out by the Billy Graham Association, um, or Evangelistic Association. And it, it's really good. I, I stumbled across it, and it's like four steps. Basically, you go to the website, and you can just follow through. Um, and, and it basically gives a, a, a scripture and a little description of that, that step, and then a video to go along with it. So last week, if you didn't hear, I just played the four video. I played the audio for the four videos, um, so you could hear it go through the whole track together. And I thought the videos are really well done. I know the first two I shared on the Facebook page Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and a lot of people seemed to like it. So uh, I wanted to, it was something I figured next time we had a gap in an episode I wanted to play. But on that note, um, since it was put out by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, I started thinking about it. And uh, Billy Graham was a very big part, you know, of the Christian community, especially when I was growing up in church. I mean, I, I know I went to at least one, maybe two of the Crusades that he was doing back in the 90s. And um, so Arco Arena in Sacramento, when, when we went to that, I remember it was so um, full that we actually didn't make it there in time to see it inside, uh, to sit inside. We had to sit outside, and they had tents set up, and you'd watch it on the – screen and stuff. So um, I was just thinking about that with the Billy, being a Billy Graham thing. And I was, I was like, you know what, I want to hear a Billy Graham sermon. I haven't heard one in a long time. So I got on my podcast app and I started searching for Billy Graham to see if there were any, uh, if somebody had a collection of sermons on there or something. And I didn't find that as a podcast. I did end up finding a website, which I'll share here in a little bit. But what I what I did find was the Billy Graham Association actually puts out a podcast kind of like ours mm-hmm. where they have people come on and share their testimony. And it's oh, wow. I looked for something like that. When I was sharing, when I was looking to start this, I was looking to see if I could find another podcast out there that shared people's testimonies. And I couldn't find anything. But it's been going on for like three years. So it was oh, wow. out there. I just somehow didn't find it. But this week I was I was listening to a lot of the testimonies on there. They're about I don't know, 15, 20 minutes long. There are a few that might go about 25 minutes. And it's done a little differently than ours. It's more set up like a, like an NPR type thing where they, they talk for a little bit uh, or they let the person share a little bit and then they will kind of come back and the, the host and co-host, they'll, they'll basically summarize uh, the next part and then they'll, they'll get back into the testimony. And I think it's so they could speed it along a little bit. And it's different than ours, but it's really good. So it's called GPS, God People Stories. If you search that or just type in Billy Graham in your podcast app, you'll find it. If you guys like this one, I'm sure you'll like that one. I've been listening to them pretty much nonstop. Um, I did take a break, though, with them later in the week because I did find um, the Billy Graham uh, Association does have a lot of his sermons online, or at least parts of them. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you go to, oh, man, I think it's Billy Graham Radio org or something like that. It's pretty easy to find if you search it online. And and I bookmarked that, and I've been listening to those sermons. And when I was listening to those sermons, um, I know this is really a lot at the beginning. I normally don't go through all this, but there's okay. a lot of stuff happened this week. Like that, so,
2: That'll just give them anticipation for the next part. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so when I was listening to these this week, um, I started listening to the sermons and just going, man, Billy Graham is just... Just straight gospel. Like there's nothing. It's just straight gospel. That's what he preached. And um, I, I know with with me, you know, I, I get sucked into the Bible Project, and um, and that's a great website and a great podcast, and I really, you know, enjoy that. And I've enjoyed getting into different parts of the Bible and studying it more than than I had uh, in the past. But just to get back to the basics of the gospel and the story of God and Jesus and our, and you know salvation, it's it's been really really fun and and kind of you know back to the basics of what Christianity is. Uh, the other thing that I that I noticed um, on their their testimony, the GPS uh, podcast, is they always give an opportunity for people to accept Christ and you know kind of uh, and, and that's something that I don't think I've done. We've done on this podcast, we've shared yeah. stories. But if you guys are listening to this, if you guys have stumbled across this and you have questions or um, you want to give your life to Christ, but you don't know how or 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 you just want somebody to talk to or pray with you through it, yeah. reach out to us at storiesoffreedompodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. If you want us to call you, you know, put your phone number in there. We'll call you. If you want our phone number, I mean, I know I'll give you my phone number. Yeah, you can call too. me and uh, and we'll, we'll help you through all that and, and figure things out. So I want to start. You know, making sure you guys know that 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 we're here as a resource too. We can pray with you guys and and help you through whatever whatever it is. Um and uh and basically I I think that moving forward, um, I think I just, you know, a lot of the things I know when I was doing those videos and stuff, um, I was trying to get more in depth with different parts of the Bible. And I think just staying with the basics and and the gospel and Mm Is, is important. And that's something that God kind of spoke to me on today. And it, and Pastor Leo's sermon this morning was, you know, dead on with, yeah. with that topic. So um, I'm probably going to end up putting that as a podcast, as like a bonus episode later on this week for the listeners to hear, because it was such a great sermon yeah, and it fits so well with just, getting back to the basics of what we believe and understanding the message of Jesus and who he was and what he did for us and how he can transform our lives. So just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Something that's been on my heart all week. And then I was real excited when I was listening to the sermon this morning. I'm like, this is so dead on to everything that God's been talking to me about this week. So and what I wanted to share a little bit on this morning. So all right, guys, um, enough of me. Uh, I know you didn't tune in to hear me talk. Hi, Joe. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, sorry. We no. normally don't do that. <laughs> That's okay. No problem. <laughs> so, all right, Joe. We have all
2: day. Got an eternity to finish, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, all right, Joe. Well, I'm I'm glad you, you're on. I know you came up to me a while back and, and said that when we had an opening, you wanted to be on, and... uh Thank you for being willing to come on and share your story. I no, no, problem. Haven't heard it yet, so you know, looking forward to. You well,
2: know. good. A yeah. lot of people haven't heard it, and I've been here for a long time, so. Okay. <laughs> um, I figure it's, you know, it's a good good venue for it, and uh, it'll keep me, you know, looking at it, mm-hmm. as opposed to putting it in the past, you know. Yeah. So this way I can remember where I came from and where I'm going, too. So it's a it's a good venue for people to share as well. So I'll throw that out there, too. If anyone is thinking about doing it, do it, because uh, it's well worth sharing your testimony. Yeah. Because it's very rare that you can share your whole testimony in one spot. So, yeah. Um, so I guess I, I'll just start if yeah. that's good. Yeah, go for it. So um, anyway... Um, I was brought up Catholic, and um, I didn't know the Lord for a long time. So um, it, it got to the point where I went to private schools my whole life. Uh, my parents were great. I mean, it, nothing against against them. They were Catholic. They believed in 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 what the Catholics were teaching, and sent us to school. And education-wise, it was great. Um, I didn't ever get the whole religious thing uh, growing up in, in it every day and going to church every Sunday. All I could think of is when I don't have to do this anymore, I'm not going to do it. Um, and I didn't. I got out of high school and pretty much never went back to uh, to church for a long time unless it was a wedding or a funeral or something like that. So, um, At any rate, um, I got married shortly after, out of high school, to a woman who had been divorced and had two kids already, um, and I, the Lord somehow always put me in with kids, and I didn't get it, you know, and I wasn't saved, so I didn't understand that, but we had, we had, a, a, my son went through that marriage, um, and we dedicated him to the Lord when he was born, and we sent my, da- my stepdaughter to a private Christian school. I was so ignorant back then, I didn't even know that the school we were paying for was a private Christian school. I had no idea. Didn't wow. know, yeah, I know it was a church of some kind, but I never really looked. Yeah. When we dedicated my son, I did it because that's what my wife wanted to do. Didn't even really know what that was.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Figured, well, whatever, we'll just do it. Um, so we never went to church. The whole time. Um, we ended up, we lived in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, I lost my job down there and we were traveling around a little bit and was up in Tahoe. And I applied for a job up there. And just because my wife's cousin lived there, she knew there was an opening. So I went and applied and didn't hear back. So I called them back and they kind of told me, oh, well, yeah, you start next Wednesday. Oh. It's like, what? Wow. So I wasn't working, so it wasn't that big a deal, but I didn't have anywhere to live. I hadn't looked for any place to live. Yeah. My family was still in the Bay Area, so, you know, we kind of made things work. I got up here and, and started work, and, and uh, you know, we we got a place to live and everything, and I'm still working at the same place, different job, but been there for 30-something years. Um, so it's a great place to live, great place to bring up your kids, um, you know, we, we ended up getting a divorce shortly after we lived in Tahoe. Um, and I don't remember exactly the year or anything. I'm really bad with, with time when it comes to that. The only reason I know how long I've been here is because of the anniversaries they have. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I base it on the five-year anniversary of here at Valley uh-huh. Christian. Uh-huh. Other than that, I would couldn't tell you how long I'd been here if I had a count on my own memory for that. Yeah. But um, – we got a divorce, and so they, my wife, my ex-wife, moved back to the Bay Area um, a little bit after that, um, and the kids all moved with her. So that was my my opening to go out and and start partying, and and uh, not like I didn't drink at all before, but you know, but not to the extent that I did after. Um, it was pretty much every night after work um, until the next morning. And I had two jobs at the time, too, because I had an auto shop that I ran, plus I had the work that I did every day. So um, I worked swing shift, and then I'd go party until almost morning, and then I'd go back to the shop and work on cars, and then I'd go back to work, and then I'd go out and party, and it was just that whole cycle. And it didn't get any better. It led from drinks to drugs to everything else. And, uh, you know, of course, partying goes along with how many women can you find and and go home with. And so I did that whole realm for a long time. I did visit my kid. You know, I'd go down and see him almost every weekend, you know, if not every other weekend. We'd meet halfway, and I'd bring him back up to Tahoe, or we'd go somewhere. But um, it, it wasn't like I'd left my family, and I... You know, when I got him, we went and did things that he wanted to do. And and, uh, we had a good time doing that. Um, I didn't go out and party when he was around, so at least I didn't do that. But he got to the point where he didn't like the Bay Area, so he wanted to move up. And uh, so we decided to, you know, make sure that he knew if he did that, it wasn't going to be a back and forth thing. You move up, you gotta stay at least a year, go to school, do the whole thing. And if you don't like it at that point, we'll talk about it and you can go back. Well, he ended up staying with me until he was an adult. So, um, um, you know, his mom he'd go visit his mom and his sisters and all that, but primarily I was the caregiver, and so I raised him. And while I was raising them, I'd live with a couple of different women that I had met through the you know, whatever, at bars or wherever mm-hmm. I happened to be. But, um, you know, it wasn't like I was sleeping with 100 women at that point. I was at least had relationships, but it wasn't a Christian relationship. I was right. living with them. Um, so he was brought up in that. And by the time I figured out, you know, there was s- something else. Uh, I, I happened to, uh, a guy at work would bring his Bible every day and read it and, and uh, started ta- started talking <laughs> to me about it, you know, and I, wow. you know, I thought it was a little weird to the point where years before that, people thought I was like a Jesus freak or something and and thought I was really into that. And I, well, like, that was like an offense to me at that point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you kidding me? No way. And uh, as it turns out, he introduced me to Jesus and he happened to be going to Valley Christian at the time. And. So I ended up going there, and I brought the lady I was living with and her kids and my kid at the time. And he was already in high school by that time, so it was a long time for him not to have any kind of input like that. But I made him go just because it was, you know, you're going to go. You're going to get something, even if you just sit there, and that's what he did. Mm -hmm. He sat there with his arms crossed and sat through it, but he went. So... Um it wasn't the best thing in the world to wait that long. And I, I uh, you know, through waiting that long and seeing what happened when you get through the whole story here, um, um, I'm passionate about men finding Jesus earlier in their life and bringing their kids up that way because um, it's, it's something the kids need. And it's something that you need to bring them up in uh, because the world isn't the place you want them in. Mm-hmm. And it was late for my son to, to find that. And, um, I mean, there's so many places I can go with this cause it's been so long, but, uh, and there's so many different paths that I took, but, um, I think the route I'll go is just let you know that my son got to the point where he was an adult. He traveled all over the world. I mean, he, he got into an exchange program, went to Turkey for a year, um, came back. The earthquake in Turkey hurt hit. I can't remember the exact dates on that, but he liked it so much he went back the next year after the earthquake and went back and traveled all through Europe and Spain and saw all kinds of stuff. and. I mean, he was really a smart guy. He never went to, to college, but he was brilliant. Um, he did far forestry, so he fought fires. Um, just like the one that just happened. Um, that was his life. He got he was on helicopters and he'd jump into the fires. He was a smoke jumper. Um, wow. so he did a lot of stuff. He was you know, when he wasn't doing that he was a waiter at, at restaurants. Um, but he got into the crowds that did drinking and drugs mm-hmm. and all that. And he was doing well for a long time, um, but he got into heroin, mm-hmm. and uh, for a few years after, he almost well. I think he actually died twice during that time, oh. and they brought him back. And um, you know, when they're doing that kind of stuff, they're treating you like crap because that's just the mentality they have. They don't even know really what they're doing, but. You know, it got to the point where I had to kick him out of the house and tell him you can't even come over here anymore because, you know, unless someone's with you, you can't just be trusted to be here anymore Uh, because he was taking things and and it wasn't a good situation. And it was really hard. I mean, I I still went and saw him, but it's like I can't trust you in the house anymore. But he straightened out from that and went and lived somewhere else for a while and was actually doing pretty well out of that. But after he came back, you know, he was moved, he was moved out of the state. Then he got, came back and got into it again. Then he moved to the Bay Area and got out of it for a while. <clears throat> he came back up here um, and got involved with some people that got him the drugs again. And he, he was living in Texas at the time, and I had just picked him up because he had an appointment with the doctor he was working with. So I went with him and picked him up at the airport and... We spent some time together, because after my mom had passed away, he was really mad about stuff and didn't talk to me for probably close to a year. We didn't even talk. I tried to call him, texted him. Mm -hmm. He was just really mad. Uh, And he finally decided, you know, he he said, I'd rather have a relationship with my dad than not. So we met that weekend and talked about it and, and sat down for the day. And he was going back to the airport the next day. Um, so I dropped him off at some friends' houses. Well, apparently they were the wrong friends to drop him off with. He was in Reno the next day. I, I was up at work and I got a call that he had passed away there. Oh, he OD'd. Gosh. And, uh, uh, still hard to talk about, but yeah. he, uh, yeah. they, uh, found him and I had to go. Obviously they called me and I had to go to Reno and, and, deal with that and call his mom, or his mom might have called me. I can't even remember. I mean, that, that kind of stuff just blurs, but, you know, it. after that's happened to me, it was like, okay, you know, you got to have men that are going to be men and bring their kids up the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I blew that. You know, he went to church. He didn't believe in what I believed in, but he respected what I believed in, and when I became a deacon and all of that he would he came to all that he dressed up for it, he'd come to church for that sort of thing um but you know the world grabbed him, and once that happens, it's hard to get out of um no matter who's in your life i mean unless they're willing to go do something then there's nothing that's gonna help them except the lord and uh if you don't believe in that, it's gonna be a tough deal, yeah so um anyway the the thing that got me more even more involved in that sort of thing was the men's encounter yeah. when I started, the first thing when when Rich came and talked about that on a Tuesday night meeting, immediately I knew I was going to be involved in that. It just hit me, you know, God struck my heart at that point and said, "You know this is something for me so um <coughs> excuse me um, I couldn't go to the first couple. But the first one I went to, it's like okay, it totally changed, you know, my perspective on things. Um, if I didn't go to those, I probably wouldn't be here doing my testimony. I mean, I've been here for 25 years or something, and probably nobody knows my testimony, and that's just a small part of it that I've actually told. But, um, you know, men need to man up, and 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 I'll tell you what the the men's encounter is probably the one thing that I see that can change men's lives Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to actually do that. Um, And, and I'm pretty passionate about doing that. I've served at every one since the first one I've gone to, except for the last one, because I wasn't in, in the country, but, um, it's just a passion the Lord gave me to work in that and, and try to change men's lives and try to change their lives for their kids. Because, uh, you know, when you make a mistake that you can't take back, you know, it's the Lord's grace that gets you through that stuff. Because um I can't even imagine losing him and still being in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd have taken some people out. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt, because yeah. I mean it just you you can't without the peace the Lord gives you through that sort of situation, uh there's no telling what you're gonna do if you're in the world. Yeah. And I certainly would have either taken someone else's life or my own at that point, because that—that's something you don't get through very easily. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, um, like I said, the men's encounter was probably the one thing that totally changed my life as far as how I could touch people in, in a, a, a positive way, and and. Um, you know, anyone that doesn't know about that needs to contact this, you know, just wh- whatever the email was Stories of Freedom at.
0: Yeah, Stories of Freedom Podcast at Gmail.
2: <laughs> yeah, so email, find out about that, um, get someone that can sign you up for it, and it's a one weekend thing that'll change your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. Even when you think your life can't be changed, you know, I thought I was doing fine and I went to one of these. It's like, wow, Uh, it's a whole different world. You know, I've been saved a long time and I had no idea what I had left out of that whole situation. So I went to one of these.
0: That is absolutely true. I mean, that I, I went to it last September and, um, it was, yeah, I thought I was pretty good going there and I thought I was good. i had been to men's retreats and things like that before. So I'm like, Oh, this is just going to be nice time to reset a little bit and kind of, you know, take a, basically I was trying to take a break from my life just for a moment and breathe. Cause I was so busy and overworked at the moment. And I thought it'd give me a chance to kind of work through some of that or whatever, but I didn't expect to come back a different person. And I definitely did, you know, um, Men's encounter is, is a, I mean, it changes so many lives, mm-hmm. so yeah. many lives. And the second time I went, that was the cool thing to sit back. I know Bill talks about this, and sure enough, to sit back and just watch other men there come in Friday and leave Sunday a completely different person and just watch that transformation over the, over the couple of days.
2: Yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's definitely miraculous. Yeah.
0: yeah
1: changed <coughs> my Excuse husband, me. too. Yeah? I mean, Justin was the same exact way. Yeah. You know, just prideful catholic (laughs)
0: yeah it's amazing how many people come on this podcast that grew up catholic have you noticed that i have it's like almost every one of them i grew up catholic as soon as you said that i almost laughed because it's like it's almost every time you know
2: yeah well i mean yeah and we went like i said we went to a jesuit high school and college prep and and uh you know you learn all about that because jesuits are the only ones that can be popes so Uh it's uh and we just got back from a trip to VAC until we went to Europe for three weeks. So, oh, wow.
0: yeah. so <coughs> uh, one thing that you had more. said that, uh, you know, and it goes with something the pastor said today. He talked about how people who are, uh, what was the, I can't remember if he said hurting or lost or they're searching. They, what did he say? Now I can't even remember what he said, but he said it, it came from. Not having value in their life, like when they're struggling in the world, that's I think that's kind of where right
2: people are not having yeah you not valuing or other people not valuing you
0: too. yeah you don't think you have value so that's why you you fall into whatever sin or, or whatever the world grabs you by it's it's that lack of value and stuff so I, I mean you're right on like you 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 know important to bring your kids up and. and Church, they know the value they have in God and they know um, the world that we live in and, and the kingdom that you know that God has. And I mean, they, they see that difference, they know that difference,
2: they do, and they, they know it after they grow up, too. Is the thing, and even if they leave, yep, you know, you can count on that promise that they'll be back,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, we even talked about that with Peter's testimony with the faith crisis, right? And um, I've seen that happen a lot, a lot of people will grow up in the church or maybe they'll even if Catholic whatever and they'll have some sort of foundation and then they go out in the world and then they come back you know they may struggle for a little bit but they'll come back because there is a difference you know and it may take something like the men's encounter or just somebody at your work reading the bible you know something little like that or the the witnessing tract or we talk about the Jesus fish on the back of the car just something little that God gets your attention and says hey come back to me you know right
2: Yeah, and he gets your attention in the time that he knows it's going to work. Yep. Right. Because there's times in your life where that would just totally bypass you, and you wouldn't do anything with it. Yeah. And I mean, it took a long time and a lot of stuff for me to uh, to even see that. You know, I mean, all the, and then you can look back and see, wow, all these places you put me that I didn't take advantage of that situation because I didn't know any better. Yeah. The kids that were in my life that I didn't touch because you put them in my life and I didn't know you at the time Yeah. to point them in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's there's so much of that that you can look back on with regret <coughs> except that you know you're forgiven for yeah. it and, and that you don't have to live with that burden. Right. Uh, because again, that burden that you'd have to carry is tremendous and, mm-hmm. and to be able to let that go and And let God handle that burden, and you just know that he's done it yeah it's it's uh it's something you can't do on your own
0: yeah yeah, wow. yeah I watched a a guy at my work uh, or a guy that I worked with a couple of years ago uh, and his daughter was going through a very similar thing um you know he's a he's a great guy probably um one of the best people I've ever worked for and worked with uh he's He's not. Um, he's not a Christian, and but he he's a good good guy, good father. Um, he's got three kids, and his daughter ended up uh, going through that where she got into the wrong crowd and started doing drugs. And I was working with him during the time that like he couldn't find her for a couple of days, and you know, or um, he wouldn't know where she was at, and then she'd show up and when he was at work, she'd come by and she'd take stuff and so she could sell it. And it was just watching him go through that. It was really difficult because I mean, like you said, he didn't have that foundation. I mean, it's gotta be difficult no matter what, but he didn't have any kind of hope to fall back on. He didn't know where to go. And I'm sitting there like wanting to help him in some way, but I have no way to help. Like, I don't know how to help in that situation. And. Um, you know, I mean, just without that hope, I can't imagine going through it or, you know.
2: Yeah. I, it. Like I said, there's no way I would have made it. Yeah. Without that. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, it's just amazing the peace that you have that you don't even know you have until right. something like that happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That's a, it reminds me of what Pastor just said today. Like everything you could possibly <laughs> need in this mind, in this life. You have through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, yeah, everything you need: sustainability, comfort, peace, everything, anything yeah. you can need. Just, yeah. I love the parallels that He gives. <laughs> just, it gives me goosebumps, and it just leaves me speechless because I'm just like, like, thank you, Lord, like for for the peace that You give that surpasses all understanding, yeah. the the comfort that You give that we can't explain. It just, I don't know, I'm just feeling a lot of gratitude right now. Like I don't even know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and
2: then it's like Paul, so you know. You know, he saved, came to save sinners. whom he is, chief. Well, right. I'm right there with him on the chief part. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I mean, none of us come into this world, yeah, that does, you know, without sin. So, right. yeah. Thank, thank God that he gives us that opportunity you, to, Lord. you know, he opens up doors that we constantly pass by, right, yeah. <coughs> until something, you know, turns us into that doorway. Yeah, and, uh, but he never gives up on us. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that's the awesome part is that. Yeah, thank you for that. No matter yeah. how much you're in the world, Jesus is still there for you. Yeah, and, and and he'll never turn away. You know, until your last breath, you still have that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I you know, if you look at the whole the the story of the Bible as a whole, you know, we sit there. It, all, it it's just it's from man choosing to separate themselves from god and god pursuing people through, you know his people through the whole bible trying to get them back and i mean that's 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 the story right there and that's you know jesus is the um you know the bridge that came and and closed that gap but i mean it's like in our own lives, uh, we do that, you know, we choose to separate ourselves from God and you look at the story of the Bible as a, as a whole and how it can relate to you personally. And, and that's, that's really it. The Bible shows God's heart. It doesn't matter what you do, how many times God will bail you out or save you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you decide to go back to the world and separate yourself from him again. He's always going to pursue you. He's always going to try to get you back you know, win you back. And um, I mean, just his relentless pursuit of a connection with with you is just incredible. You know, I don't know.
1: Reckless love. Reckless love. There you go. (laughs)
0: It's
1: just so funny. I, okay, this is kind of a, a rabbit hole, but I have such mixed feelings about that song because I love it so much. But Nothing about God is reckless. Like, everything about him is, like, so meticulous and thought yeah. out and predestined. And so I, I, I have mixed feelings about that. I never so thought my, about I, that. Yeah. I love it, but yeah. it's not reckless because worldly he's already Worldly, it's gone. reckless, though. Yeah. And that's
2: what yeah, he's that's, talking
0: yeah. about. Yeah. 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 It is worldly
2: <laughs> reckless.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> yeah. Well...
1: All right. thank you <laughs>
0: that was uh that was powerful yeah so I mean and thank you for just coming on here and sharing your story because I mean that I know that wasn't easy for you to mm-hmm. to share and and I, mean, I think there's people out there that need to hear that hear your story and yeah. well I hope so you say
2: um yeah I mean that's the way it's out there so yeah um Yeah, any any means that I can find to let people know that's what they got to do with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's important.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I there's so many people that think, like, well, this is my fault. I can never be forgiven for this. I can never get past this. I can never blah, 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 blah. And, of course, you know, Satan magnifies that, like, of course you can't be forgiven for that. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, and that reminds me of what we're learning in our women's study this week, Beth Moore. So ladies that are listening, anything Beth Moore is amazing. Um, (laughs) But she, one of her questions, she's like, when you feel yourself straying, one of the main questions that you need to ask yourself is who told you that? Yeah. Did God tell you that? Or is that, you know, your mind and Satan and deception and everything else? So who told you that you can't be forgiven for this? Yeah. Who told you that you're too far gone? Who told you this? If it's anybody other than God, it's lies and it's deception. Yeah, and I was just yep. like, yes. <laughs> <That's> powerful. <Yep. laughs> like, yeah, so and people good, that don't yeah. know
2: the Lord mm-hmm. just find that so astronomically, yeah, out of out of spec. You know, right. they can't they can't get their heads around it. Mm. Well, I'll, you can't get your head around it even after you're saved. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's something that that. In the human form and on earth, you can't. it's a spiritual thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: You know? So it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with how the earth treats you and, and what's going on in your life here on earth. Yeah. It's a relationship that you're going to have with your Lord and Savior, and that's a spiritual relationship. Yeah. It's a completely different thing, and it's really hard for people that, that don't know the Lord and have never heard of this to wrap their heads around. Right. But, but you know... God can change that in your heart.
0: You know, I remember in seventh grade, so probably 12, you know, and there was this girl that I sat next to in science class, and I remember some point uh, we started talking about God, and and she was like, there's no way that, you know, God loves me or could ever love me because of the things that I've done, and I'm like, I look back at that now and go she was 12. Like yeah. what could she have done at 12? So it just goes to show you that like it's all perception. You know, right. here you've got a 12-year-old who had that thought already and I mean come on, I mean at 12 what has she really done? Right. You know. So when you get older and you may do things that that are are bad or that are, you know, um I don't know having trouble forming my thoughts, like putting my thoughts out in words today. But like yeah. when you do something that is is uh bigger than whatever she did obviously at 12 years old, you'll you know, it just goes to show you that that you know that voice or that that per, you're being told right. that you can't be forgiven for that, mm-hmm. but you really can. You know, it's all perception. Oh yeah. And whether you're 12 or whether you're 80, you know, it doesn't matter if you're just starting your life or lived your whole life, God will forgive you for mm-hmm. Whatever you've done, yeah. um, even if you already you're, has. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Has. You just exactly. yeah, you just got to take that yeah. step. And, you know, it's like the um, the criminal that was on the cross next to Jesus. I mean, he was he was dying. He was being crucified and they mm-hmm. saved that for the worst of the worst. So, I mean, you know that whatever he did was not yeah. was not good. Yeah. And yet he was forgiven
1: mm-hmm.
0: right there on the cross with yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, in Genesis, I mean, that's that's the only play that Satan has, is to say, yeah. did God really tell you that? Yeah. Did God really tell you you're forgiven? Yeah. Really? That's the only play he has. That's the only thing in his arsenal. Yeah. But that's why it's so important to be in the Word and in Scripture, yeah. to know his promises.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I think we say that every podcast. I do, episode. I do, I know. <laughs> Some of the stuff comes up, but it's it's true, you know Yeah. I mean? I mean, obviously, God wants it repeated. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you think of the cross like Leo was talking this morning. You yeah. Know? I mean, all the sin of the world is on that cross yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. So think of that cross in a junkyard with all the garbage and all this yeah. junk and everything. That's what Jesus took from yeah. us. Yeah. You know, all the stuff we were carrying went on that cross.
1: Yep. Thank you, Lord.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I can't think of a better way to wrap things up yeah, with that. A good note I mean that was that <laughs> was good. Yes. So yeah, I mean on that note, if, if you guys are listening to this and or have been listening to it for a while and and you want to know more or you got any questions or you wanna give your life to Christ, you know, stories of at gmail.com. If any of the guests that we've had on in the past you got a question for or you know, you think you could relate to them as opposed to, to us because of their story reach out to us, and we'll get you in touch with them. I'm yeah. sure that any of them, like, if they're willing to come on this podcast and share their story, yeah. there's no reason why they wouldn't want to, you know, help you through yeah. whatever you're going through. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that, um, you know, you guys are listening and, and, and God's speaking to you in this. And mm-hmm. we were just talking about it. it's been almost a year. Yeah. And uh, next year we've got a few things we're working on. We were just mm-hmm. talking about that too. So hopefully be able to provide more content and get you guys more connected with the Word of God, not just hearing stories from people, but also understanding the Word of God as well and and hearing the Word of God and helping you guys get through it. So um, yeah, that being said, I think we'll wrap it up for the week. Thanks for coming on. All right. Thanks for having me. That was was good. So all right, guys.